0: It's now winter, and Mom is in the middle of what she calls her downsizing project, sorting through all the stuff in her house, deciding what to take to Davis, what to give away, and what to throw out.
1: Uh, Chaz, is this open? We'll be in a moment. The once fitness room, now downsizing room. For question mark, to be decided, silver.
0: Mom just got a computer and she's been inundating my sister and brother and me with emails about her downsizing project, including a complete inventory of all her silverware.
1: One large platter, six demitasse spoons in a box, three piece silver service, two sets of tall candlesticks, three short candlesticks. I have no idea where the fourth is. Dear kids, I've been sorting stuff in the store room and it came across boxes and boxes of photos, mainly of the family. I don't have the time and desire to sort them all, but I wonder if you'd be interested in having some. I already have a number of albums, so I don't need more. Can you suggest a way of dealing with this problem of a busy camera? Love, Mom. And here's a lovely one that maybe you'd want to keep or I do. Dad's sitting there smoking his pipe. Kids, thanks for your responses to my query about photos. Equally challenging is the disposition of Dad's scripts and letters and memorabilia. Let me know if you're interested in my saving any of this large quantity of stuff. It seems endless, but fun to look
0: over. Love, Mom.
1: J.C. Scripps, etc. Kids, look over question mark.
0: J.C. is John Collison, my dad, who died in 1990. He was a speech therapist, but his true passion was the theater. He was a playwright and an actor. His proudest moment was when he portrayed Abraham Lincoln in a ceremony on the steps of the United States Capitol building marking the 100th anniversary of Lincoln's first inauguration. There was a photo of him riding on a carriage down Pennsylvania Avenue on the front page of the New York Times. It's just one of thousands of pictures, newspaper clippings, letters, scripts, and mementos that now sit in boxes on the floor of the downsizing room, actually my old bedroom. It's now our job, the kid's job, to decide what of Dad's stuff to keep and what to toss out. I'm not prepared for this, I feel like throwing away anything my dad saved is like discarding part of his memory, part of him. My mom is in a much different place and has different priorities. For her, it's project downsize, not project nostalgia. As usual, she's determined, above all else, to be practical.
1: I found a number of letters. I'm sorry I can't remember whether I kept them or didn't keep them, but they were letters of at a time when things were kind of disturbing disturbed, and you were writing comforting letters, helpful letters. Oh, to you? No, to Dad.
0: Oh, to Dad? Uh-huh. Oh, I'd like to see those.
1: I hope I I put them in there. At some point, I kind of got to throwing out recklessly because I was getting so many things, but I may have let you down and just told you about them, and then they got tossed out.
0: It took a little while before I realized how upset I was. Before leaving San Mateo to go home, I told my mom I was disappointed that she might have thrown out the letters. Disappointed. That might not seem like very strong language, but for me and my family, that's a major confrontation.
1: Now in the background, I want you to hear a railroad train right through the campground that we're on. We'll tell you where that is in a little bit.
0: One thing my mom did find was an old cassette tape from a camping trip my mom and dad and I took to Oregon back in 1971.
1: But uh, it's something we didn't bargain for. When we
0: came up My parents <laughs> used to narrate our vacations onto was, a cheap little tape recorder. You today, At the so time, I hated well. it and tried to stay as far away from the microphone as I could.
1: Danny's over on the other side of the tent with a, his radio on, listening with his new earplug, so I don't know whether he hears it.
0: But Mom and Dad had a great time making these travel journals.
1: John wants you to know what a babbling brook sounds like, since I said last night that a rushing stream was a babbling brook. Well, here is a babbling brook. Are you listening? That is... Cold spring, a babbling brook, and very, very cold.
0: About a month passed, and the subject of the letters I wrote my dad never came up. What I didn't know was that my mom had been looking for them the whole time.
1: I spent a lot of time today out in the storeroom going over boxes of papers that um, my children want me to keep and send. To my pleasure, I found something that I had thought I'd thrown out. It was a letter that my son had written to his father, so I was able to email him today and say I found the letter. Dear Dad, I'm writing you this note because I'm truly concerned about your feelings of late.
0: I wrote the letter about 20 years ago, at a time when my dad was struggling with alcoholism.
1: It hurts me to see you hurting yourself. I want to have your friendship for many years. As I said before, I know that drinking is not the entire problem. And I understand how difficult things can be for you. But I wanted to let you know how concerned I am and that I will always be willing to talk to you as a friend, as your son, or simply person to person.
0: This wasn't something either of us had expected to come up during my mom's move. And she later told me it wasn't something she felt particularly comfortable talking about.
1: I can say no more without repeating myself or over-sentimentalizing except that I love you very much and will always love you. I do hope that you understand what I've been trying to say. Love, Dan. And that letter was very moving to me. It told me a lot about how much my son understood and cared for his father, and I'm awfully glad I found it and uh, know that it'll be something that he will treasure. So it's good night now.
2: This picture calls to mind. It's a picture of Molly and I in uh, the double sinks. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) My sister Molly lives in Northern
0: Virginia. My brother Frank lives in Southern California. They've come to do their part in Project
2: Downsize. I was old enough to stay down, but. (laughs) <laughs> Molly was too young, but she also had a proclivity for taking her clothes off at the drop of a hat. Well, still do. Still do. <laughs> and, well, it reminded me a little bit I, of I, the I, slow I motion had version had of what you would do if there was a fire. You know, I always say, or if there was a fire, what would you grab? It it well, would, would this was in slow motion. Good. I had a few days, so I had a little more time than that. But it was still a sense of, this is my last chance to get the stuff from our youth. And I sort of operated on the basis of, I'll take more than I probably will ever use or look at again. But if I throw it away now, I can never have the luxury of looking through it and disposing of it later.
0: If my confrontation with Mom was over my dad's letters, for Molly and Frank, it was the Lincoln chairs. Once again, it involved my father. We call these two ladder-back chairs Lincoln chairs because my father used them in his Lincoln Act. Mom wanted to sell them. This is my sister Molly when we got to the issue of the Lincoln chairs it really wasn't the emotion it was the fact she'd had them re the seats re and and she knew that they were worth three hundred and fifty dollars or something.
1: I hope I get this straight but um, the idea was that these what we call the Lincoln chairs they uh, took on more value than I ever knew them to have with the kids.
2: The mom was going to sell the chairs and so that horrified mommy and I that she would sell that part of our history because For me, I associate it with Dad's Lincoln.
0: That was one of the sort of prickly moments of the disvestiture of 2260 Cobble Hill was what's gonna happen to the Lincoln chairs. What happened to the Lincoln chairs, at least what was supposed to happen under a deal that Molly brokered, was that each son would get one. Well, I got mine, but it turns out Mom held on to Frank's.
1: And so I have a Lincoln chair. In fact, every now and then I thought to myself, hey, these are my things. I can keep these. I don't have to give them away to the kids now. They can get them later.
0: As the youngest, I took on my old family role and stayed out of all this. Molly and Frank were much more involved in deciding how the things my mom didn't want would be divided up. Overall, everyone got along amazingly well. But there was a tense moment between Molly and Frank over who would get a particular set of China. I pulled rank and said, I'm the daughter in this family, and uh, daughters get first pick at China. And uh, you know, I haven't washed and served on these plates all my life with mom to be uh, usurped by a brother or a sister-in-law.
2: She perhaps forgot their female ancestors on my side, mainly my daughters, and uh, what part of it they would have. So I wanted to have pieces of this to be able to, on occasion, say, this bowl that we used for Thanksgiving, that was the grandparents. Those are important.
0: It should be said here that Frank will eventually end up with another set of China, one that Mom is taking with her to Davis. The other big emotional issue for me, other than my dad's stuff, was the house itself. We'd moved there when I was in high school, and in many ways it was still home to me. The stain on the rug from where my waterbed burst is still there. Sports collages I glued together as a kid still hang from the walls of my old room. It was a place of stability, a place I could come back to year after year. It provided a certain continuity, a degree of comfort. I even had this completely unrealistic notion that I would one day move back to California and live in that house. But now it was on the market.
1: Well, it's the 28th of February, and the big day has come and gone, the big day being the open house, and it went very, very well. Well, I have a total of eight written offers on your property.
0: Mom's timing could not have been better. Her house is located between San Francisco and the Silicon Valley, where real estate prices have gone sky-high. She bought the house for $42,000 back in 1972. Now she's getting offers for almost 20 times that. So here's my mom, a retired high school English teacher who clipped coupons all her life and whose idea of an indulgence is a trip to Sizzler Steakhouse, who's going to be financially set for the rest of her life. A month later, It was almost time to move.
3: Well, we're into April now. And a friend of mine, Barb Price, sent me a list of quotations from famous poets about the month. And the first one was T.S. Eliot's April is the cruelest month. And I thought, well, in some ways I suppose it is, because in this case I'm going to be cut off from all my past and my... Friends and the beautiful Dawn Redwood as it comes out and buds and gets greener. The hills, which you will miss. And all of these things I suddenly, not suddenly, but again, sort of reinforced by thinking about that line of poetry. And then it goes on and quotes some Shakespeare and only ends up with, Oh, to be in England now that April's here. So I've rewritten that, and I decided I'm going to make it, oh, to be in Davis, now that April's here. And we will indeed be in Davis in uh, 11 more days. <laughs>